Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. This is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality, and we're so glad you're here. This is a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we greatly appreciate your support. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Be sure and like, share, and subscribe to any of the social media content platforms that you're using. And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you're joining us today on this episode and we're excited to introduce to you Jordan Taylor Thompson. Hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for being on Spirituality Adventures, Jordan. Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. I, I did an interview um, with Jordan's brother, uh, Jake Wells, which is Jake Wells Thompson. I'm all just learning this. So like, like when I was interviewing um, your brother, Jake, uh, I didn't know who Jay Taylor was, which is the name that you do your music under. And all of his co-writes were like Jay Taylor, Jay Taylor, you know, and I'm like going, who's this Jay Taylor guy? And so and uh, so then I then it was just fun to be able to hang with you a little bit and meet you at the coffee shop. And mm -hmm. and uh, so, yeah, thanks for for coming on board. So everybody who may have heard the the Jake Wells interview that I did, this is Jake's older brother, <laughs> Jordan. Yep. And so let's let's jump in a little bit. Tell us tell us about your uh, your where you grew up, your family background okay. and uh, and kind of I, I want to hear it from the oldest. By the way, you have four other siblings, right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm the oldest. I have a sister right under me. Then's Jake, um, another brother, Joshua, and then youngest sister, Brooke. Right. So there's five of us. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Jake probably went into it a little bit in your guys' conversation, hey. but um, yeah, you want to just start with See, growing I'm the, up? I'm and all the that oldest stuff? brother in my family, so you know, you, you got to hear it from the oldest, right? Oh, okay, yeah, to get the <laughs> to get that to get the one true perspective. You <laughs> exactly. Know? There's uh, yeah, it's like there are no there are no domains or contexts that are ultimate until you get to an oldest sibling, and then it's like this is the ultimate. My sister telling a story. I said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not how it went down." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I remember. I'm gonna. I that reminds me of a story that I'm gonna go into real quick because I had this realization. So I, uh, yeah, I just, I remember I had a, I had a mushroom trip a couple of maybe like a year and a half ago where I was looking at like, I was looking at what is evil. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, so, and I'm looking at myself, you know, I'm like, okay, what is, what is evil? And I had this memory show up of laying in bed and I had the top bunk, Jake and Josh had the bottom bunk. And we had this fan that had uh, like two missing blades on the on the ceiling, <laughs> okay. right? And we weren't allowed to turn it on for this reason because it's like off balance and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna whatever. So we weren't allowed to turn the fan on. But I decided that tonight's the night I'm gonna turn the fan on. So I just turned the fan on. Dad comes in because he hears it. Who turned the fan on? You know, nobody answers. Um, you know, he asks. He's like, Jordan, did you turn the fan on? I'm like, nope. Jake, you turn the fan on. Jake's like, no. Josh, you turn the fan on. No. Starts again with me. Jordan, did you turn the fan on? No. <laughs> so I keep this up for long enough that Jake, who's, I mean, probably four, you know, three or four at the time. Josh, Josh is probably, you know, two or something like that. How much older are you? I'm, I'm, you know, two and a half years, three years older than Jake. Okay. So, you know, I got him by a couple of years. That's it. But I remember basically lying to my dad enough times that Jake started to question his own story. And so eventually <laughs> Jake ends up taking the blame for, you know, turning this fan on. Um, and I remembered realizing like, oh, I just I stuck with it long enough that somebody else, you know, just kind of laid down and took it. Right. But more more than that fundamentally i twisted reality for a group of people and so as i was sitting in the you know i'm like a 29 year old dude sitting in this mushroom trip looking for evil and i realized like oh when i twisted the when i twisted the truth for for these people this is 
becomes this the new is, reality. It becomes their new reality. <laughs> and that's the core. That's to me, that was the core of evil. I was like, oh, that's as that's pretty much as bad as it gets is when you change what what it, what you know to be so for other people. Um, and in that way, I think it's the story of the oldest that, you know, becomes true. <laughs> Basically, to circle back around to what you're like saying. Going back to the, oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in that moment, I was like, oh, I created something. I created the truth in that moment. Yeah, as the, as I oldest. hear you. You know, when you said I going back to the oldest, I was, I even was thinking back to the garden. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we don't have like, to go oh. to the garden. Yeah, well, we can go so, to the garden later. Where but, did all this twisting start? No, no, no. What on? I'm yeah, saying no, is like, we're talking about the oldest, no. the story from the oldest so is the, the story. So the oldest it. brothers are the direct descendant of the serpent in the garden. No, I'm yeah, just, basically. No, I think, you know, basically <laughs> it's someone has to, if, yeah, if we're all animating all of these different like archetypes or something, <laughs> yeah. the oldest sibling, just there's something usually there's something going on mm -hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know. I hear you 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 know and part of it might be you know part of it might be just the fact that you have your parents to yourself for a couple of years you know and it's like yeah and i had them for five yeah you're the center of the world right and then all you of a sudden know. my sister came along yeah and she had a they put a big curl on her head mm -hmm. and i and i actually crawled up into her crib or i was old enough not to crawl up into it i got mm -hmm. into her crib and cut it and off cut it off yeah a pair of scissors oh, that's too good. <laughs> that's too good. yeah there's it's like good <laughs> shadow shit that can happen <laughs> i've, so I've been i've been having to think about that for a while now yeah, yeah you're like wow so, yeah you know. yeah not nah, crazy well all right so yeah where'd you grow up grew up in northwest florida so in the panhandle of florida uh, my parents uh, met at a like a Pensacola Christian college, just super conservative, you know, um, type of college down there. So they were, they were kind of in that, in that conservative fundamentalist world, um, just from their families, you know, and mm -hmm. so met at college. Um, my dad and, uh, dad and mom were both on staff at the college. And so I was born oh, know, wow. a couple of years after they, a couple of years after they got married. So is that I, where they met at? Yeah. They, they met, met at I the mean, college. Yeah. And this it's, is like a, a fundamental Baptist college is that uh, yeah right, it's fundamentalist i guess it's like a bible college technically okay. speaking that would be their their okay. word for it but i mean it would fit it would fit in line with like an independent baptist type mm -hmm. of type of you mm -hmm. know line of uh philosophical thinking mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah and they have a they have a big like christian school and publishing company there so my dad worked for the publishing company worked for the college um i, w I was born kind of into that and um you know, I, I was one and a half when my sister was born. So I don't remember, I don't remember my, you know, any, any right. much life before having siblings. So, mm -hmm. um, but there were five of us in seven years. And so we were all kind of born, um, back to back to back, right. In that, in that kind of environment. So dad working for the college, um, mom, stay at home, mom, us going to school type of thing. Yeah. And that, so that was in Pensacola. Then when I was seven, um, or I guess six, about to be seven, my mom had a really complicated pregnancy with my youngest sister. And it kind of sent my dad into this, um, I, he just had kind of a mental health reckoning, I guess, at that point. And uh, we moved from Pensacola to a town called Niceville, which is where my grandfather, my mom's dad uh, was a pastor. And so- Is this in Florida? It's in Florida, okay. Niceville, Florida. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So. Niceville. So from, uh, from when I was seven till I was 10, um, we lived in Niceville. My dad was like the assistant pastor there. Um, he was kind of to give a little bit of backstory, I guess, you, you know, so this, this kind of bigger school that he was working for, it's like, you know, three and a half thousand students and he's kind of jugg juggling a lot in terms of, you know, being involved there. And then has kind of a mental, a mental, um, a little bit of a breakdown. It starts experiencing this anxiety and uh, panic attacks and stuff like that. And um, so he needed to take a step back. So we go to like Niceville, Florida, where you know the entire congregation is like 250 people on a on a Easter Sunday. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, take a step back to kind of a little bit more of a country church vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, a um, little bit slower pace. And that's my that's my grandfather's setup. Hmm. So, yeah, so we moved up, we moved those environments, um, you know, from seven to 10, we were there. 
Uh, and then a, a big part of that. Were world, you being homeschooled? Yeah. So, so okay. we were homeschooled. I was homeschooled um, after midway through like second grade. Okay. Yeah. So I was homeschooled um, almost the whole run. I, I got, you know, I basically I learned to read and count and write and stuff in school and then ended up at home, which um, worked really well for me. Okay. <laughs> you know, which was really good for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so moved there. We all start homeschooling slowly as everybody enters school age. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a thing in that world where you'll have like, you'll have like a revival geared um, week long set of services that a traveling minister comes in and like delivers their week of content, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are people who they're living is like being kind of the mobile um, evangelist, you know, type person. Right. And so we had several of those who would come through on a yearly basis to that church where my dad was the, you know, to my grandfather's church where my dad was the um, assistant pastor. And uh, I think something about that kind of inspired uh, my dad. And so when I was 10, he kind of announced that uh, or announced, like told us, he was like, hey, your mom, you know, your mom uh, and I, we're going to what we're going to what we believe, you know, the Lord is telling us to do is. Um, to kind of go on the road and, um, you know, sing songs and I'll preach and this type of thing. So, you know, to that point, um, my dad's very musical. Mom's musical as well. Mom is a kind of a songwriter. Dad's a songwriter as well. Um, we had been like, you know, working out this kind of root, this family routine, this family um, singing routine, you know, at a uh, nursing home. Every Wednesday, we'd go to the nursing home. We'd sing the, kid, the whole you know, family. The kids would sing whole family. Yeah, okay. we'd roll up before. So we had Wednesday night church too, like you know, um, that we, Sunday Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night church. But before Wednesday night church, we would go sing at the nursing home. My dad would speak, and then we'd roll out to regular church and maybe sing and do the mm-hmm. same thing, you know. And so we were going to take that routine kind of on the road. That's what was being announced when I was 10. And yeah. so um, my parents, uh, we sold the sold the house, bought a 44-foot like uh, Eagle bus, like this old school kind of um, highway cruiser Eagle bus. It had like, it was super... So maybe, like an RV thing or? No, like, so it was like a tour bus. Yeah, like a, so, okay. so I mean, similar to an RV, but they're a class apart, you know, they're like, like kind of different. It's got a bathroom and that's about it. It's or, got a bathroom. It had five bunks. Um, it had like a kind of back lounge area with a disco ball. Okay. Um, it had, um, you know, it's got the the kind of front section where the driver sits you know that was my okay. my dad was driving down there and then like a main kind of living area bathroom shower yeah All right yeah so it's this huge you know 44 foot bus so seven of um, you hit the road yeah we hit the road seven seven people in this in this bus and um so we would travel around from church to church just contacts that my dad would have or you know word of mouth whatever yeah and we do this routine you know we'd like get up there sing some of it would be songs my parents wrote some of it would be songs that were just like you know um common southern gospel songs or just songs that we liked or knew you know and um so we did that in churches all over the country for like six years six Um, years like like did you how many states do you think you hit in six years i'm just curious that's a great question, and I, I could probably ask my dad, and he could probably figure it out. But it's at least half, you okay. know. It's at least half of them, um, like half of them having gigs, you know, in this not not counting traveling through, right? You know what I mean. But we never went to Hawaii. We we're we we're really hoping we get to go to Hawaii. We never went to Hawaii. Never went to Alaska. So we stayed continental U.S. But we also didn't do. You know, so like the Montana, Dakotas. Okay. Um, I don't think Washington or Oregon ever. So you know that area, but the whole East Coast, all the mid, all the Midwest, and then a lot of uh, a lot of the Southwest too. Okay, so, and all the South as well. Yeah, this started. yeah the South was like the yeah. just where we were all almost all the time. Okay, you know yeah yeah interesting yeah so yeah spent spent six years doing that. So was your dad the only one that did any speaking? 
Yeah, my dad was the only one speaking, and that was that was pretty common for that world. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I I guess I I didn't go into it too much, but it's like, I don't know of any. I don't. Besides, maybe like German Mennonite or Amish people, I don't really know anyone at the level of you know conservatism that uh, we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, so even all the churches that we were going to were part of this kind of mm-hmm. elite, if you will, group of people who were like, yeah, we tolerate the very least you know, <laughs> type of stuff. You know, like for example, the the first time I ever went to a movie theater, I was fifteen. Um, saw the movie Cars. That was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, you know, and I, I had never been in a theater before. And that was like a big moment. Um, this was like a Pixar movie, right? Pixar movie, Cars. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like a kid's movie, uh-huh. you know. And, <clears throat> excuse me. That's the first time. Yeah, that was the first time because you just don't go to movies, you know. Okay. That's like not, and it, I, you know, I don't remember exactly why, but some of it's like, you know, nobody knows why you're going, like who knows what movie you're going to see. You could, Mm-hmm. you know temp i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not sure exactly what it was but you know there's um j- just say like a limited access to agency in that yeah. in that kind of realm so so i didn't i didn't grow up that strict even though i grew up in a baptist home um like my my parents took me to drive-in movies and okay like i can remember yeah <laughs> like we would it, you know they it wasn't like they were very I remember seeing Billy Jack in the drive-in theater, which is a is was an independent film. It's a, a guy that uh, was on an Indian reservation and and basically knew karate and okay. used his karate for social justice ends. Okay, like to try to eliminate discrimination of Native Americans. Okay, and I thought he was the coolest guy on the planet. Okay, and it's crazy because it's it's like I think to this day adjusted for um you know inflation and stuff it's it's still the number one grossing independent film of all time well really called billy jack billy jack I, okay i have it in my video collection if you ever want to watch it okay anyway. i'll definitely watch it i'm <laughs> sure i could stream it somewhere too it'll feel cheesy to you but sure uh, yeah i mean uh, yeah, the soundtrack i love the you know the theme of social justice and uh-huh. all this with uh you know i don't know anyway but uh yeah so but it's got some very adult scenes in it that's why okay i was like really young and and like i remembered you like there's a nudity scene in it yeah wow this is great yeah exactly (laughs) what is this feeling (laughs) yeah man no i I go to the drive-in more often exactly i don't know what it is but there's something about that place yeah exactly and then i so i know some people who just like thought movies probably would corrupt people but then others i knew that like you couldn't go to a movie on Sunday. Mm. Only on Sunday could you not go to a movie. Mm. But I mean, even even when I was growing, like I would do movie clips sometimes with my my messages in church. Yeah. And sometimes I would show clips from R-rated movies. Ooh. You know, like Gladiator, or yeah. you know, I can you know Fight Club, or yeah. some, or or Matrix, or something. Whoa. Some of my favorites. Okay, dang. And you know. I sometimes I'd get a little kickback, like you just you just showed a clip from an R-rated movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's a great movie, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, yeah, it's but like, I understand, you know, yeah, that whole, totally. Well, that whole environment, yeah, totally. It's like you know, um, if if the underlying concern is that um, if the underlying concern is that the uh, kind of aperture, like what 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 is taking in sensation can be distorted by what it's taking in. If that's the underlying concern, I would say, yeah, I agree. Like, I agree that this thing can be this, like this thing can get um, kind of out of whack in terms of stimulation. You can overstimulate yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, that being said, I I can't even fathom telling someone whether or not they can go see a movie, you know, at this point in my, right. in my development. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. So you guys did this for six years and then you, uh, you, you stopped traveling. You were still singing, but. Yeah. So, so after six years, basically um, myself, uh, my sister, who's directly younger than me, we were super over it. Like, um, yeah, just kind of begging to be, to uh, get off the road so this was you know and I'm, i was 15 16 when this was happening mm-hmm. so it's like very very 
um, important years in terms of uh, like just I wanted to be with my friends, you know, just really wanted to be with my friends and notice that, you know, we might be home. We might be in Florida, what you know, where we called home. Uh, a couple of weeks out of the year and it's like oh, i get to hang out with my friends again but every time i come back it's a little there's a little more life that's been lived you know i'm not there mm -hmm. i'm not part of the group you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that was like man i really want to have that experience you know right so uh, my sister felt the same way i think jake probably felt the same way similarly to um you know to us um although i don't think he was at the point where he would be expressing it as much but we were just expressing this like, please, can we get off the road? And so um, at the same time, my parents were kind of, or all of us really were going through this kind of leaving the fundamentalist part of what we were in, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and when I use that word, I just mean like, I just mean, you know, the, the idea that this, this one true way, um, and not only one true way, like in the sense of the religion, but the one true way in the sense of the interpret, like the 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 minute interpretations of the religion. You know, it's like that was where we were. It was like this is fun. This is you're supposed to be this way. It's exactly like exactly like this. And um, I think we we're all how, just growing out of that. Yeah, like how you, you know, how you interpret the Bible. Um, there's certain ways. Like, this is the right way to interpret the Bible. Yeah, this particular version even. Like, right. if someone uses not this version, yeah. then you are opening like yourself up to, you know. Yeah, like like literally like a like King James only sometimes. and Well, exactly that. Yeah, yeah they were then, King James only, you know, the 1611 King James right. only type so thing. So, if there's a new translation done by great Greek and Hebrew scholars, then right. that could be suspect. Well, yeah, it's totally suspect because the because they I guess the idea. Well, this, you know, we could we but could. These are so. Let, let's do this, okay? Yeah, because we we know where we're going. With yeah, this. we. I'm like we yeah. can go in wherever we yeah. want, but so. But the song that caught my attention when I interviewed Jake was "Born Again," mm -hmm. and then I didn't realize, you know, then Jake was like, "This is Jordan's song. You need mm -hmm. to interview Jordan." So. So, um, and when we met and had coffee, okay, you used an analogy that I've, I've thought about it multiple times now. And you described like growing up in this fundamental culture mm -hmm. as like, uh, you, you use the, the Jenga game. Oh yeah. You remember when you said that to me? Yeah. And you, you said, it's kind of like, like if you move anything just a little bit, the yeah. whole thing can come falling down. Yeah, totally. It's like and you I, can't you can't play with it very long before you know before that before that inevitable it just crash topples. Happens. Yeah, and so like let's talk a little. Like, what are some of those things in the fundamental culture yeah. from your experience that that you if you played with it it just topples. I mean, let, let's just say that one yeah. would be just one among many, right? The King James only. Totally. Versus, yeah. The King James uh, only, I, like at an intellectual level, I had, I had questions about even as a teenager, because I was thinking about, I, I was in foreign language classes and I was thinking about how, you know, for example, I was taking Spanish and I thought, you know, it's so interesting how there's really a different, there's really a different order that the language is happening in like the even the thoughts of the even the thoughts you know someone thinking in spanish like having a narrative thought in spanish someone having a narrative thought in english is even thinking certain parts of these in a, in a way that has them land differently mm -hmm. you know that's what i that's what i thought you know looking at spanish when i was at, at that you know at mm -hmm. that age and i thought man there's really no way it's like really if you really believe that there's only one possible like God breathed inspired version, quote unquote, of the, you know, of, of this collection of works over um, many hundreds of years of writing. Yeah. If you really believe that. Over a thousand years. Yeah. 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 You, you would need to be able to read the original languages for sure. You know, mm -hmm. you would have to be able to read the original languages mm -hmm. if you thought that. And if you think that it could somehow migrate over to another language, um, 
in a lossless format um (laughs) and we're not even talking about culture we're just talking about literally language literally just translating a passage from hebrew to english yeah exactly just translating from hebrew to english and that Mm -hmm. at this one point in the 17th century it was prime for that happening right 1611 king james english same same stuff that shakespeare was using you know yeah exactly it's kind of like you know for me that started to fall apart just at an at an intellectual level and you ask a question like uh you ask a question like how do you know and it's like well if we don't know this what do we know (laughs) and it's like i (laughs) that's a logical fallacy Uh you know it doesn't stand up um you know and it's and i'm i'm i think wired to kind of be a truth seeker mm-hmm. you know I, I like put a lot of value on the domain of truth and so um stuff like that just isn't good enough you know from from for, for yeah. me personally were there other things that stood out i mean yeah. you don't have to name them all but just no, like there's there... one big experience that i'll share yeah okay um the big experience that i'll share is uh so Gosh, it's going to be hard to articulate this really well, but so in in the um, in that culture, um, being so so being gay was certainly way off the table, like way way off the deep end. Like you are just so wrong. You know what I mean? If you're if you're experiencing life from that perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. And um, most of the time, it's not like um, talked about all the time. You know what I mean? It's not like a constant, like every Sunday you go in and it's this like uh, homophobic homophobic, rants or something like that. Yeah. But every now and again, you do get that. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting in a, so I was sitting in this like tent revival atmosphere. It wasn't a tent, but it was, you know, this tent revival preacher type guy. Um very like his way of marketing himself was like the world's most uh controversial evangelist or something like this right so this guy is just hellfire and brimstone like say the craziest things you know would literally just scare the shit out of you if you're a kid you know you're sitting there as like a five-year-old and he's like screaming and spitting and like losing his mind you know just like going on about slipping into the fire how exactly you're like oh my god i said that prayer like three times but i didn't understand it the way i understand it now man did i get it right you know um you know and so i'm sitting there and this guy is go is like is um you know literally suggesting that you know if if culture was as it should be um if culture was as it should be then um like gay people would be publicly executed type stuff literally you know he's saying this you know and the whole room is like you know like going for it you know like uh freaking out going for it you know so to give like a it's hard to articulate that in a way that is even comprehensible um as to the emotional experience of that wow so what happened for me in that experience is i is um i woke up like having my emotional state follow the room you know total agreement total um like self-righteousness and the, the the experience of like we know the right way. I was having that experience with the room, like as I think a lot of people in the room were having, you know, um, and my wake up moment came in the middle of that where I was just like, this is like, whoa, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? I watched myself have that like, um, like the record scratches, or the something. record scratched, <laughs> and it would, but the, the thing is that like, you know, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to explain how, um, well, like when the record scratches and you've listened to a thousand records um, and you've spent a lot of times not listening to records and you know that the record is scratching. At that point in my life, though, I had only I only know the record, mm. you know, like I've, I'm only in environments like this. I only know people who go to environments like this. I've mm. been kind of conditioned to not 
associate myself with like it's virtuous mm -hmm. to not associate myself with people who exist outside of that environment yeah so that this record scratch was like a like more of like a, i don't really know i didn't i don't i don't know what's going on but something's off here you know for me something's off here um and so we go home that night and i told my dad i'm like i'm like uh dad i I don't think I can do this. You know, I don't think I could stay here. You know, we got to. Like, how old are you? 15. Okay. Yeah. 14, 15, somewhere in there. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And, you know, I think I sensed where he was in saying that because if I had said that at a time when he was like um, really steeped in that, then that would have been really far out of bounds for me to say that. But I think at this point, I just sense like, I can say this, I can say this. I said that and he's like, I know buddy, like, I know we're finding a way out, mm -hmm. you know? And this is highly complex given that this is my grandfather's church. This is, you know, this is my, my us leaving this is us um, leaving aspects of our family you know right. behind you know because you don't just go to a new you know you don't just go yeah. to a new thing from something oh like that. yeah oh, we'll yeah. shop at hy V instead of yeah exactly right. it's not yeah. it's not like not that, like that. Um, yeah. nobody is like that and like mm -hmm. you know we, you you grow up kind of like or for me i grew up watching people do like i don't know if you, you've heard of church discipline the con the concept but sure it's like we would do things you know we would have like this meeting the whole entire church is there and like not only air someone's dirty laundry like in a way that is not honoring to them but also kind of instructing the congregation like and until they publicly apologize for this mm -hmm. we are not associating if you see them in public you're to avoid them you're not to be in a conversation with them like mm. cut people off you know what i mean cut them off I, um i know what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying man and it's like so this is the size. I only say that to say like, that's kind of like when you, yeah. when you have the, when you're like, we got to leave, it's like, this is a complicated situation because we're leaving, um, you know, by sociological definitions, a yeah. cult, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, that was it's like a big record too, scratch and then moment. It can, you can even have um, guilt associated with the leaving even, I think, you know? Uh, you know, yeah. I've, I've talked to a lot of people if they if they go through something like that where they're where they feel like they're leaving something that you know where their whole social world has yeah. been and been planted in, and then you like, no, I don't. That's not where I want to leave. Any some people have mm. even. Uh, guilt associated with that deconstruction process totally yeah abs well absolutely man because the the drive the drives that those environments um kind of mechanize to exist you know mm -hmm. if you could if you consider them like a power structure or something the drives that they're um the drives that they're grabbing onto are the um like the belonging level, like, do I belong to my group? Do I mm -hmm. belong to people, mm -hmm. you know? And your tribe for me to, yeah, for me to leave this. Yeah. yeah. For me to leave this, I'm leaving my tribe and we're set up like human beings mm -hmm. for most time until the enlightenment basically are set up that if you get excommunicated from your tribe, you die. Right. You know, we have so much evolutionary history right. that is encouraging that kind of exactly uh, that kind of response mm -hmm. to being yep. excommunicated from our group. You know, yep. and it's only recently that it's like, well, just find a new tribe. Right. But, you know, I know, I know. No big deal. Um, you know, it's not you, that easy. Yeah. Well, I can say like, that, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's you like know. you. Yeah. No matter what, it's like the. You know, yes. One of the virtues of, you know, modern society, I think, you know, modern like approaching um pluralist society mm -hmm. is like you can literally find your group of people you know you really can and um 
you, you don't even need the internet, man. Like you can be in a city the size of Kansas City and be like, where, you know, where are the people who are into X, Y, Z, you know, and go find it and find figure them, yeah. it out. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, you can find your tribe now, but that is a software upgrade. And we're existent with hard, we're existing with hardware that is that tribal hardware. Right. You know what I mean? So you can, you can do all the software upgrades you want, but it's still going to feel like a life threatening situation mm-hmm. when you leave everybody. I hear you. Know. Yeah. I hear you. I've, I mean, I've definitely had some of that feeling just in the last two years, which I'm pretty late in life having that kind of feeling, but definitely, mm-hmm. um, definitely can re- can hear that relate to that. Yeah, for sure. So that was the beginning. So that, yeah. that's just the beginning of like, we're leaving fundamentalism. We were, it's not like we were even deconstructing our faith, like right. in a, a large sense, you know, where yeah. I, and I wasn't mine. I was like, how do I make this work? You know, how do I make it work? Yeah. Like, you know, and I slowly get into more and more, um, maybe like open forms of um, more and more open forms of mystical or spiritual pursuit, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, you know, definitely had a couple, a couple of stages in there where there was no pursuit whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, But even all of that is still housed in the context of really going for what's true, Mm -hmm. you know, really looking for what's true yeah so yeah so that was the beginning we, we moved to kansas city shortly after that so our okay. my experience of moving to kansas city as a teenager um was in that leaving the core family group um core kind of tribe mm-hmm. type of people and you know kind of watching the letters or the emails pour in of like um, you know, my dad's like, oh, this person sent me an email and it's like, we are no longer, it's like someone who we would have, someone who was like cool with us, who we were at the same, you know, camp, uh, as guests, guest, uh, speaker slash performer, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, um, you know, for a couple weeks in the summer. And then they're like, we're no, we're no longer associated to each other. I don't want, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, um, a bunch of those, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? A bunch of those. And then, um, so that happened, moved to a slightly more open place in Kansas city, et cetera. And I, I, I guess the evolution from there is kind of a, a Delta. It's just like, we slowly, you know, shifted out in a way from mm-hmm. it layer by layer, mm. you know, your um, whole family really in one way or another. Um, I would say largely like, I would say that my, yeah, I would say everyone who is really interested in my family, who's really interested in finding out what's true, um, you know, went through that process of kind of just leaving, like leaving it, going it, going out on their own. And then, um, you know, there are like personalities in my family where it's like, you know, I my like, for example, my sister right under me, I don't think it like once that was kind of gone, it was just kind of like, eh, I don't really care about that stuff. You know, I'm going to go do my life this way. And Mm. it wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I'm deconstructing. I'm, you know, whatever Mm. that, that process I think was maybe for, um, you know, four or five of us, but not for all of us. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but all at the same time at varying speeds, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Let's just put it this way. So my dad was freaked out that I, uh, wanted to wear a necklace when I was, you know, in that 14, 15 range, you know what I mean? Just freaked out. (laughs) Um, I had found this necklace that had like a guitar pick on it, which was perfect because I played the guitar. So it was like this perfect kind of, you know, (laughs) Um, and it it was just like a huge no, you know, Mm -hmm. big time no, you know. So that's me at 15. And then Jake at 15 is, you know, taking a bong rip next to my dad on the couch you know and my dad's like man i don't i just don't get why you think that smells good you know what <laughs> I, mean? <laughs> I don't get like what you like about this or whatever you know that was the level of kind of the speed at which wow it um it's... you know became like open you know or became like uh i'll just say not um not rigid you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i'm not saying that it's virtuous at that level or not i'm just saying the idea it like to give an idea of scale of how quickly that can happen Hmm. you know and and um 
if you don't have a gradient in your worldview, then you have to explore every single thing that was on the other side, like that was on the dark side of that gradient once the worldview breaks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you don't have any, so for, you know, for me, luckily, um, you know, my experience of uh, experimenting with like um, drugs didn't take me to a place where I was like, um, oh, well, they told me that um, if I drank alcohol, then it would ruin my life pretty much immediately. And I would never be able to set it like it would somehow take over and make me keep drinking it mm-hmm. um unequivocally that would definitely happen mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then you know i drank a beer and nothing happened mm-hmm. and i was like well that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and then everything you know everything right. on that side of the spectrum was like up for question yeah. so i'm super lucky that i like you know barely had enough wits about me to be like ah, something about that doesn't see you know it's like you know i'm not I, you know i never tried to... something that was so um alluring or you know uh shall i say like relieving that i um got stuck you know in yeah. it but it's like man so many people so many people from my world end there you yeah. know what i mean because it's, it's like there was a movie that came out i can't remember the title of it but it was either like an the Amish, the real conservative. Yeah, Amish, the Rumspringa type where, stuff. Where as soon as they get out, yeah, they give them a year. Yeah, Rumspringa to go crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then decide themselves whether they want to go back into that community. Yeah, or not. yeah, which is kind of and like a really. Uh, I've I've thought about that. Some of those kids too. go crazy, man. I <laughs> well, mean, yeah, it's man. It's like, like, do you have? Do you have? <laughs> could this thing? Like, it's like it's picking between hedonism and um an ultra structure and right? like or yeah or like right. a uh, almost a what would you call it like a um monastic it's like monasticism or hedonism right. total you yeah. know it's like nothing dude, in between yeah yeah this will totally as we were saying before there are things that will yeah. really change this aperture for sensation you know you can get that in the hedon you can really blow that out in the hedonism side yeah um you know and also the um, some amount of pleasure is good for you, believe it or not. You know what I mean? It's like I agree. Some, yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting. Even, even from a Christian theology side, there are some people uh, that go back to C.S. Lewis and other uh, people who talk about, um, you know, like there's a passage in Psalms that says, God says in my right hand are pleasures evermore. Mm-hmm. So like Lewis would say, it's not that you you're you're overly desiring pleasures. You just you just settle for the cheap pleasures. Mm. You you need to go for the, the ultimate pleasure. You know, so sure. So there are some people even in the Christian world who aren't anti pleasure, which yeah. I always thought was a weird thing to think of God made this whole world and then things are are pleasurable and then all those pleasurable things are evil like how in the yeah. world does that work you know like yeah. even things in our bodies like sexuality mm-hmm. all of a sudden all that's evil right if we do, if that's no if that's like right only if you're trying to have a kid can you actually enjoy it. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah it's like all of a sudden um, it's like yeah oops uh yeah so <laughs> i i yeah i totally i totally agree i yeah i think that I mean, this is this is something I'm playing with. So this isn't something that I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not setting this out there to defend it. But something that I've been looking at recently is um, I think it's W.B. Yates. Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. W.B. Yates. He said the road or he, yeah, he said the uh, road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. Hmm. He says the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. And this is kind of, I think that's kind of like the left hand esoteric type path that says you, if you explore this aperture, you know, to use that word again, I, I, I love that word for whatever consciousness is, but it's like, if you explore this, whatever's taking in the sensation far enough, you will get clear that it's not you you'll get clear that you are not, or you'll get clear that you are not the sensation. You're not the pleasure. You're not the, you are not the, um, 
kind of the you're not the screen on which the movie of life is happening you're the movie you know but i think that that left-hand path is um or i think that that path is way more likely to end in pitfall i think you can basically lose your way way quicker on that side than on say the monastic side so ecclesiastes in the old testament it's the hebrew word for the book is Kohelet, which I've, I actually did a whole talk on it, you know, so it's Solomon decides he's going to pursue yeah. everything under oh, yeah. the sun to no, try yeah. to figure out this world that we live in. Right. And, and in the end he concludes that it's all vanity, but, but some people interpret that vanity word. It's, it's the word Hevel. It's the word for breath. Mm. And it's like Anika in the Buddhist tradition. No way. Yeah. Because not everything that's vanity is negative yeah or even like a moment with your kid that you're having right now you've got a four-year-old right uh four month old month old. i'm sorry yeah Yeah, four month old yeah and like there's probably some moments you wish you could just freeze and hold on to totally but they're impermanent moments and they're like breath they yeah they're they're like vapor which is not a value judgment on that moment exactly yeah that's so i've never heard that right so kohelet is basically saying hey like there's so many things in this world that are like breath mm, yeah and, but i so i've kind of like oh i like this you totally. know th- that book is one of my favorites yeah. because of these concepts yeah, totally yeah, or, yeah. or even if you you know if you hear as like a zen practitioner talking about emptiness mm-hmm. is completely different than the, the emptiness that's over there is like right. like the um it is like it's the the emptiness like the fullness of everything minus the uh polarity of concepts you know what i mean and if you like you know all concepts they exist in these opposite right. kind of you know you're either fulfilled or you're unfulfilled or you have you know positive one or negative one and yeah. the empty is really the the presence of all things minus um, the like the idea of them, you know, it's like the yeah. it's a God experience, you know. It's like, yeah, it's so it's like there's a uh, you know I'm a I love rock climbing, mountaineering, all this. We could we could talk for hours about this stuff, but mm-hmm. um, there's one there's a book called Into the Void. It's about a rock climbing thing, and it it deals with this theme of emptiness from a from a South American attempt to where a guy almost dies basically. Oh, okay. But you know, it's a it's considered one of the classic out outdoor type books that's ever been written but okay it really actually into the void is into the void yeah yeah okay anyway yeah so think um let me take us to a couple of your songs because you started you know you've been writing i guess for quite a while Mm -hmm. and the this song born again that you wrote in 2017 Mm -hmm. i love that song and it such a beautiful song but then like i love like i love the song water that you okay. wrote yeah like, someone asked me what i believe in yeah i told him water that lyric is actually jake so jake got that jake gets the credit for that lyric. okay i have to give it to he him he was but giving yeah, you credit good... for born again no, okay I'm, yeah, good. No, I'm yeah, exactly. anyway. yeah cool um circle of life mm-hmm. you know great the the death and resurrection theme that's woven into the universe kind of thing mm-hmm. is kind of what i think about yeah totally uh, you know um some of your i loved indigo sea mm, thanks i was wondering was that a mushroom trip and now i don't know um no it's like you're melting gosh, into another yeah the yeah the melting yeah. person or existence or yeah and, so that uh, one's like, like that was interesting to me it's very mushroomy but i don't <laughs> think they were involved with the you know at least di- directly you know but yeah that one is like so that one follows the kind of that one follows life through these through through these various um you know, so when the sky opens up, I'm falling, you know, that's kind of like the, the vapor that's in the clouds, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking from that perspective and mm-hmm. then, um, you know, on, on an, in an indigo sea, I'm floating, you know what I mean? So that's like the, be- the becoming whatever's underneath and, um, so on and so forth until, um, it kind of goes through this embodiment into being like, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a soul that's out here and I'm kind of 
romancing life a little bit like i'm i'm experiencing individuality and whatever and then it goes back in, and then it kind of goes back into that like mm -hmm. i'm melting back into things so it's just kind of like the the emergence of something and then it's convergence back mm. you know it's kind of what that song feels like for me yeah yeah when when you did uh born again you know that those opening you know they were they mm -hmm. you know they pray to yeah, your, they holy pray name, your holy name they yeah. worship your holy name yeah and the style I, I love the harmonies you guys do on that the guitar works great thanks um but um it's it's kind was it kind of like intentionally adapt going back to a style that totally would reflect your yeah. previous life yeah like that's just the, how it came the, out you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it's from there you yeah know? so it's like so i yeah i remember i was like so that i wrote that at a period where i had very little confidence in myself um in terms of music and so i wasn't like in a rush to put it out or anything like that you know i was just like this just came out and i, I didn't know how to like i don't know i just didn't feel very confident and I remember we, uh, my family, we all got together and got this like beach house in, um, South Carolina and we went out there and spent a couple of days on the beach together. Um, and me and my, me and, uh, my siblings and my wife were out laying on the dock, like looking up at the stars and my mom had brought her guitar. And so I just grabbed her guitar and I started playing it. And, um, I, I sang it. And my brother, Josh, who's like probably, um, you know, easily the most thoughtful of all of us in mm. terms of like, he's just the most, um, he's just very down to earth, very thoughtful, um, very thoughtful guy. Um, he was like, dude, that one's, that one's just ready. You know, that one's ready. You don't need to do anything to that. You mm. just need to do that. And like, it just it, came you to know. you, like you pick a car, guitar up and it no no not like that oh, but okay. like i just played it out there and that was the ah. first time somebody had said like oh yeah that's you should okay you should you'd worked on let it, the world but, have that yeah i'd okay. written it but i right. but, you know it's a, it's a real simple song i had done with it what i wanted to do and um he was the one who was like hey you should yeah let you should let there. that out yeah, yeah exactly so um but yeah that one came out as just straight from that place of like um yeah it's in the style of that of that world mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's in a I, I would even suggest that it might even be palatable to that world mm -hmm. you know um yeah i mean you, i could see somebody yeah it's it's an interesting yeah beautiful though um so i'm curious like you you know in your own like you so you would still consider yourself a seeker of truth oh definitely yeah yeah and that hunger is a part of your makeup definitely yeah and I'm, I'm i've tried to separate or i've tried to at least be a little bit aware of like how much of this is a little kid who received a lot of hellfire and brimstone and is like if i don't figure this shit out then i'm doomed you mm -hmm. know there's that there's a psychological aspect okay. of it that's over there okay um you know but i think the older i get the more i'm able to kind of notice that uh-huh um because that ends up really wanting concrete ideas mm -hmm. to hold on to yeah and i think the the further you go into truth world the less and less concrete things get and so it's like okay i i can experience kind of the difference between the psychological hunger for something to hold on to and mm. that but i would say that it, it that it's both like kind of a um personality feature and then uh, like how i'm hooked up mm -hmm. and then also there's that piece to acknowledge okay. too that's like okay those are you know those are both yeah. both present here yeah yeah two of my favorite words lately are paradox and mystery <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh, um are are you a reader i am uh, so what do you like what what's some stuff that you are reading currently yeah um the best book that i've ever read in terms of philosophy mm -hmm. is um like the one that has spoken to me to be um the most robust map for reality um that i've come across so far is a book called sex ecology spirituality by a guy named ken wilbur oh yeah and he's a he's kind of his his brand of philosophy is referred to as integral theory. Um, integral, integral theory, theory. Yeah, yeah yeah um 
I'm reading Religion of Tomorrow, Religion for Tomorrow. Okay. It's Ken Wilber. It's it's okay. It's his magnum opus. It's this thick. Okay. I mean, it's, it's yeah, a, it's a monster. So, yeah, he uh, he is like a um, academic on another level. I yeah, think, you know, like like truly a, a, a different dimension thick. of academic. I mean, yeah. I, when I say thick, I mean like dense. Like yeah. you gotta be committed. Well, and here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, with that book, I I fully recommend that book. I'd recommend it to anybody who's watching. Oh. And also, I would say that like. Uh, if you get it and you read it, don't, uh, I'm not trying to pretend like I understand everything right, in right. that book, <laughs> you know, but what I do is I, I, I literally will read, um, you know, 30, 40 pages at a time and sit with it for mm -hmm. a while. Like I'll cook, I'll cook it and mm -hmm. really think about it. And really, because what I've been able to do with this book distinct from um, a lot of others is kind of watch it graduate me a little bit, you know, wa or watch it flex my way of thinking over time um you know and i've been with that book for um probably a year now okay you know and i've been i'm close to the end now but it's like this is but it's truly transformed the way that i think because i'm taking it slow and just yeah you know not giving myself shit for what i don't understand basically yeah he's he's a fascinating guy he yeah. he comes he, his own tradition is he is buddhism um and but he's he tries to uh you know, kind of like you have childhood development and then you have like um, some theory. of your psychologists have adult development, you know, yeah. self-actualization, these different levels. But Ken kind of takes it into the religion world, you know, and I'm not using religion in a bad way there. But no, totally talks about um, and tries to sort of integrate all these great traditions. Yeah. And then look at and, and, and evolution as mm -hmm. well. And he kind of. Absolutely. meshes these together and then looks at kind of like a um like a spiritual development process that he uh talks about a lot mm -hmm. and i like the fact that he he talks about he's the big chapters on the shadow work yeah the shadow self yeah and all that Wil wilbur's stuff. stuff on shadow work yeah. is incredible and honestly i just um kind of had the lights turn on for some of that stuff recently mm -hmm. where i was like uh, you know, like really understanding what it might be like to um, disown a part of the self and then project it out, you know, somewhere where it makes sense to project it out, yeah. but really like get a feel for that and be like, oh, like seeing ways that I, seeing ways that that's occurring or seeing mm -hmm. how in a lot of ways that is, um, you know, that's the that's a very common way for us, us as, you know, people to operate with each other is to mm -hmm. kind of be living in largely in a world of projection if we if we yeah. haven't done that kind of work to um see say what is my shadow yeah yeah well good stuff um the the song the dreamer yeah. on your you have a the uh an ep that you put out in 2019 called boy mm -hmm. and the dreamer seems to be like you're the dreamer i'm assuming totally and this part of you it sounds like you're it, it kind of captures this sense of yeah how you know this journey that you're on yeah that's and like how a, somebody's maybe relating to you as that person the dreamer like are they going to accept you are they going to receive you are they gonna mm -hmm. well, I, yeah anyway. that, that whole ep um you know indigo c is just kind of like a cool song uh that I, you know that i that was I get relevant to me at that, you know, at that point. But most of that EP was, um, I was like doing like dealing with a lot of stuff around childhood, um, wounds or trauma or, um, just pain in general, kind of mm -hmm. like the pain of, you know, the pain of, um, whatever my particular setup was. And so all those songs dreamer or dreamer included, you know, is like a, it's like a really, just a really young version of myself you know, like a kind of a young hurt version of myself mm -hmm. um, that I cooked into that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Loosen your hold. Can't, can you make it stronger yeah. by loosening your hold? Yeah. 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 That one, I, that one I wrote, um, that one's kind of like, that one's for Natalie for sure. That was mm -hmm. for my wife. Um, and it was, I, I wrote that while I was falling in love with her 
And so the verses and stuff like that are like kind of this poetry mm -hmm. about just watching how beautiful she is and um, and kind of the the tone of the song is a little bit dark, a little bit like, um, yeah, a little bit, I don't know how to say it, but uh, maybe just like darkly romantic is kind of my, it was kind of mm -hmm. my take on it. You know, it's a little bit like uh, yearning. Is it great? Is it great? Mm -hmm. Like kind of a... Um, muted yearning maybe um and so um yeah that song is just kind of from that place it's interesting yeah i mean yeah. like anytime we try to grasp something it's too hard you know yeah it's basically like do i have my hands uh, do i have any control over this process that's happening of like mm -hmm. me f f you know loving this person mm. um loving my wife you know and can i make it go a certain way can i um get out of this you know what I, exactly what i want to get out of it, you know whatever yeah you know and if you hold on too hard you you can kill it yeah totally <laughs> it's like chill like, out man like like steinbeck's novel of mice and men mm -hmm. of, that was kind of a theme of that yeah it's totally. like if you hold it too hard you can kill it you know yeah at any rate well cool well man we could talk this is so fun i love yeah. so my my thing is i I can always geek out on philosophy and books and I, and I've been this way for my, my whole journey really. Mm -hmm. And, um, even with me going through my crisis, um, there's a thing they call post-traumatic growth, mm -hmm. which if you, you know, if you stay, you know, you can, you can go through religious trauma or childhood trauma or whatever kind of thing. For me, it was like a three quarter life crisis, but you can, you know, you can grow out of these experiences and it can be a new birth and you yeah. can be born again. Totally. You know? so anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. fun stuff. So yeah. I, I appreciate the conversations and look forward to staying connected to you and Jake. Um, Same. I look, look forward to doing an event with you guys even. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. I'm excited for I'm, it. I'm, I'm, uh, so, so let's, uh, let's have you do a close us with a song on this podcast. Okay. And uh, what, which one do you want to, to close us with um let's see here i've been writing these really short songs lately just like these really short uh one pieces i think i'll do i think i'll do a song uh that's called little bird and uh it's written for written for my son okay yeah so just tell people where they can find your your stuff though yeah uh, so what, um, a website or your, yeah totally your, your, so i'm on i'm on spotify if you just search j period taylor um i'm on there i i try to release new music um you know every every few months now i'm in a good groove of re releasing every few months which is nice um so yeah you can find me on spotify apple music you know that stuff mm -hmm. under jay taylor and then um you know i'm on the i'm on socials at least a little bit you know i'm, I'm your instagram there. is jo uh, jordan underscore taylor underscore thompson yeah you can okay. find me on there yeah yeah so yeah, I'm on there. I, I'll post like the little songs, the little things that I'm writing, okay. you know, so-and-so I'll do that on there. But yeah, the, yeah. Excellent. The, yeah. Yeah. So this one's called Little Bird. Little Bird. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Little bird Keep flying down Little bird Flying down And I don't know what it is you are I don't, but I hope you keep seeing And I don't know who it is you are I don't, but I hope you keep Dreaming All the lights They carry us home There's nothing to run from All the lights They carry us home There's someone to leave Someone to leave
Absolutely. And thank you for joining us at Spirituality Adventures. We'll see you next time. This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com and make a one-time donation or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.